there are things that I've had to unpack because that's how I heard it and internalized it. And now I have to figure out how do I really feel about this? Is this really what I wanted to believe? And for these things specifically, it isn't. It doesn't sit right for me. What's up, everybody? This is Matt here with the Husband in Law Podcast. This is where we share our stories of love, ex love, marriage, ex marriage, divorce, ex divorce, and coming out of a closet that needed to be open, and so much more. This podcast is for those who are looking to up their relationship game by understanding first yourself and then others, like your wife, your husband, and your wife's ex husband, on a whole new level. Welcome to the Husband in Law Podcast. Let's get this party started. Welcome to the Husband in Law Podcast. What the heck just I know. happened? <laughs> just wanted to beat you to the punch. Steve just started off the podcast. Yep. <laughs> this never happens. Took 210 episodes. <laughs> 210. I think we're on like 180 something. Oh, what the heck? That was more than that. <laughs> Steve jumped ahead a few episodes. What were we just discussing? That you? Said I was asking if you remember my green chair. Oh, the green chair. Steve's just getting situated in his orange recording and I chair. I feel like I need some lumbar support it's in actually, this thing. Yeah. It's actually what? Yeah. Not it's, orange. It's our. Jessica and I bought that chair. It's <laughs> ours. But now it's Jessica not. calls it my chair. Yeah. How did this happen? I I don't know. How does Steve not have sorry furniture in our home? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, well, you used I to have, have a green I, chair. My butt has been in this chair more than anyone else's, it's I dare true. say. It's true. Does anyone else ever sit in this chair? Occasionally, yeah, but really. not as much as you do. Yeah. Matt and I occasionally sit in that chair. It's in our office. You guys are welcome to use it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Okay, but do you remember my green chair? I don't remember it. I remember there being a green chair. I had chair. to have still had it when we got married. Oh, yeah. We did have a green chair. I remember this was like a thing. I just don't remember it at we all. We had freaking weird furniture when we, we first got married. We were poor. We had no money. Okay, but we also used a wooden porch bench in our living room. Yeah, it was awesome. It was weird. It was great. <laughs> it was cool, but it was weird. Who so cares? I stand by my previous. Is that statement. the one we still have outside? Yeah, I still have. No, that we didn't have that when we first got married. Yeah. No. Yes, we did. No, we did. Well, then shortly after, that bench on your no. patio right now <laughs> used to be in our living room at five hundred four and a half South Eighth Street in Pocatello. No, it didn't. The basement. Because when we left <laughs> I love to Belize, this. it did. When we left to Belize, we got rid of all of our furniture. That thing was not a part we of it. We kept a bunch in the 431. <laughs> 431? Oh my gosh, I forgot about the 431. Have we ever talked about the 431? Oh man, no, we have not talked about the 431. Okay, so we, have a house. we got a lot to cover here. Let's We'll start with the 431 and backtrack to the green chair from the bench. Okay, the 431. We bought our house in the North End, Boise. A year... Or two after we were married, or yeah, three like a or... year and a half or so into our marriage. Two thousand seven, you know, the best time to buy to a house buy, yeah. back then, right before the recession, or during. Yeah, it was. It, it was, was like at the right peak. before. It houses was at the peak, plummeted. right before things. It was plummeted. Right before houses plummeted. Honestly, looking back now, it was nothing compared to what housing is. But back then, it was super high. Anyway, so, we bought this tiny house. <laughs> so back to the four thirty one. It had this little shed in the backyard. That at some point was a one-car garage, no longer accessible because of the alley, something or other. So it was just a shed, like an old beat-up shed. But on the door to the shed, there was this little brass placard that said 431. 
<laughs> like an address, like an apartment number. Huh. So someone must have like pieced this together and the door must have come from an old apartment or something. 431. 431. So it was the size of a garage. It yeah, it was a single it was the size like of a, a single shed. car garage, but it didn't have a garage it didn't door have anymore. A garage door. It was just sealed off and it was just like it was not quality material. So it was like a <laughs> it was the same size as our house, basically. <laughs> as, as our <laughs> The house was only house. 800 square feet. Yeah. Where was this house located? Okay, but so was mine that was I just moved out of Boise. two years ago. It was like two blocks away from where you and I bought a house in the north end, man. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. It was so. a, an adorable little place, though. It was We've so talked cute. about it before. But. Well, that's where Penny and I moved into and Steve yeah. and I got divorced. Yeah. I love that you like act like everybody's listened to everybody's up all of these episodes and remember everything. <laughs> <laughs> you guys know this. Know. I do have to say, being at the retreat with these women, and some of them had like heard the whole podcast and some of them haven't. The women who had listened to the podcast would pull out inside jokes from things about you two, you and Matt and Steve. I was just dying. Typical Matt. One lady was, yes. How would you know? You've never met him. And they would bring up all these random things. And one lady was like, we're eating dinner. And she goes, I just love Matt's laugh. Like, it makes me so happy. And then they were recreating it. Like, three of them were sitting at the table. Why didn't you record that? Trying to laugh like Matt. Can we have all three of them on the podcast, please? I'm sure they would come be on the podcast. (laughs) Specifically for the purpose of imitating Matt's laugh. (laughs) Yes, I want to hear this. Yeah, why can't I think of your laugh? I can't. Like, when they brought it up, I was like, I can't even think how Matt laughs. And then they're all trying to do it. And I'm like, does this really sound like I don't even want to laugh right now. (laughs) Oh, Matt's refusing right. to laugh. Come on, Jessica. Oh, we got it. We got up. <laughs> Is that it? Deeper, I'm not going to say. Deeper. Oh, you got to laugh. No. We oh, Come man. on, Jessica. Let's up our funny game here. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> funny. We're laughing at Remember, each other. I am <laughs> <Just> not. <laughs> Matt, oh. He almost laughed. It was like a partial. That was almost. Like, yep. Do you like remember a, when we were also like a half talking torn. about? I'm being withholding. Uh, always <laughs> so withholding. <laughs> We've talked about that before too, so we don't need to cover that again. <laughs> I okay. Mean, just, go ahead. No, we covered the 431. Okay. Now we got to talk about the bench. Oh. I'm pretty sure the bench <laughs> went in the 431 while we were in Belize. The beanbag did. Okay. But here's the deal: is we did not have the 431, or we didn't have the bench. We had the bench in Pocatello. Mm, I, don't I promise you. I'm going to find pictures. Okay, fine. We had the bench. We had the green chair. And we had a little dual love seat, 70s print rocking love seat. So we had three pieces of rocking furniture because my green chair <laughs> rocked. Right. It's very special. What kind of green chair? Like was It was a recliner chair, just like a typical 70s green like the kind of curved back. Where did you get it? Had like had like the the fake the wood handle on the side that you pull and it pops up and then it just like Was it like the corduroy green? I uh, know it was velvety, exactly like my orange chair here. My orange <laughs> my chair. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't like the fact that it stopped rock. You know, when you kick the foot out, it like catches and lodges yeah. like holds you back. <laughs> so you couldn't like fly backwards. So I didn't like that it stopped rocking. So I like removed the little Jimmy rigged it the little lodging mechanism so that I could have my feet up and rock. Why do we even say Jimmy Rig? I don't know. What does that mean? Look it up. Anyone Not knows. right now. Anyone knows. <laughs> I just like getting listeners to send us information. Yeah. Of, Important things like what is Jimmy 10 Rig? 10 seconds we to could look it Google up online. It. Will you yeah. please just tell us what it is? We're really not going to look this up. Somebody just message us, please. Because <laughs> that's right. how we roll. So we covered the 431, the, the bench, the green chair. Now we can move on. Can we? Yeah. 
can we, Steve? Yeah. Can so we I want to hear about your Birkenstocks. My Birkies? Oh, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm wearing my rubber Birkies tonight or plastic or whatever. Yeah, what are they? I don't know. Synthetic. Something. Synthetic Birkies, the waterproof ones. Why'd you have three <laughs> pairs of them? Because they're great. Yeah, but you said We've you, talked about you accidentally. <laughs> accidentally what? <laughs> Ordered. How did you end up with three okay. pairs? So I got a pair of Birkies like last year. They've been great for my feet. Talked about that once. I, <laughs> as summer rolled around, I wanted a pair of the waterproof ones, these plastic synthetic ones. So Jalen got me a pair for Christmas. I remember this. And you told when him they, the wrong size. When they, no, when they came in, they were the wrong color. Oh. Or was it the wrong size first? Well, first it was the wrong size. Okay. So when they came in, they were the wrong size because I'm a dork and I had told him the wrong size. Yes. So he sent them back, ordered a replacement. They came in. They were the right size and the wrong color. Mm. So we sent them back. They sent another pair. It disappeared from the mailroom. Said it was delivered. Nowhere to be found. So they agreed to send after Jalen went through all the mess of... Filing a claim. Yeah. You know, then, so I, and I forgot a step. The second pair, <laughs> it got there by like Valentine's Day. So now he was calling my Christmas, Christmas present brother. a Valentine's Good gift. Good job, Jalen. I'm yeah. proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> and then... So the third one came, lost in the mailroom, nowhere to be found. So they sent a replacement pair, which was now like, what would it have been? I don't know. Some other holiday. It's getting close to your birthday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so then two weeks. So I got, I got my Berkies, right size, right color, good to go. Then a week later, the other pair showed up, <laughs> the mm. one that was lost from the mailroom. So apparently someone had taken it by mistake, Whoops. realized it two weeks later, took it back down to the mailroom. <laughs> That's funny. So now we have an extra. Or maybe they figured it was the wrong size for them. Yeah. This is like like Nike sent me two pairs of penny shoes for Christmas that we ordered her, which worked out because I'm the same size as Penny. But they didn't fit Penny, right? (laughs) No. No. We actually ended up exchanging. Anyway, sometimes it happens. Penny's still working on figuring out what her (laughs) Christmas gift is for those shoes. No, she got them. Oh. They are the white Converse. Oh, three weeks ago. Those are the ones she finally decided on. That was her Christmas and present. And the day, first day she wore them, I accidentally like scuffed got them. too close to her and scuffed them. Steve. And it was a thing. It you... was a thing. Well, Ugh. I think the second day she wore them, she stepped in a Pile mud puddle. <laughs> oh, a mud puddle. <laughs> yeah. In Tremont. It would have been poop. In Tremont. Oh, yeah, because we were yeah. driving down to Utah you mean or something. Tremonton? Yeah. Tremonton? <laughs> Tremonton? <laughs> yes. Uh. Copilotting there. Jessica <laughs> and I have laughed like 30 times already in this podcast, and you have not, Matt. <laughs> He's trying so hard not to laugh. I'm withholding it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I just keep thinking about the fact that when we talked about my laugh, when it's on like double speed, mm-hmm. and it's like, ha, 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 like <laughs> Yours, I know. Your laugh, I know. That's I can't. For well, some it's reason, been how many years it now? In my head. You better know it. Too many years. Too many. <laughs> Too many. <laughs> Steve, give me my chair back. <laughs> <laughs> That's what this has come to. Matt just wants his chair back. Were you doing something on your phone relevant to the podcast? No. Oh, I thought maybe you were pulling up a review. Were you or googling something. Jimmy Rig? No. No, that was before my, we started talking about that. Bart called me. Mm. I had to decline his call. Oh, That's why I was texting him. Okay. Bart, he'll call you back. <laughs> he probably has by the time you're hearing this. <laughs> I hope so. 
<laughs> That'd be a big mess up. I also think it's really funny. Next weekend, Matt and Stephen Penny separately. So Stephen Penny are going on a trip grandma's to see his family 90th. for his grandma's 90th. And Matt is going on a trip to the same place the same weekend. Let me guess. I'm pickleball. <laughs> I'm going to Ryrie. No, he's going to Ryrie. So it's not exactly the same. He's going to a mastermind up there. Masterminds yep. of Ryrie. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Sounds ominous. At a ranch. Oh. You should show up and spice things up a little. Look at his face. <laughs> what would I do to spice things up? I don't know. <laughs> I would love it if you showed up. <laughs> Just adds a different dynamic when Matt's wife's ex-husband shows up. When my husband-in-law shows up. <laughs> People right. are like, what Who are heck? you? This is my husband-in-law. <laughs> it always throws people off. Like Todd at work. <laughs> Yeah, I sent him, he needed something and I knew Matt would have it available. And I was like, yeah, reach out to my buddy, Matt. He can probably help you out. You guys can strike up a deal, whatever. I didn't tell him who Matt was. <laughs> so he comes back from his meeting with you and he's like, Steve, you didn't tell me. He's like, you're, how did he say? Like you're, I don't even know what, <laughs> what he attempted. <laughs> he said he's like your, I wish I could remember. It was not husband in law. <laughs> Your wife, husband? Your wife? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something like that. Yeah, I haven't heard Man. back from him. Really? Yeah. I think the price I gave him was probably too high. No, he said he was stoked about it. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm, that's cool. I was surprised how high it was. <laughs> <laughs> but he said it was the lowest bid so far. Yeah, cool. Uh, well, Good to know. Hopefully it works out. Maybe. Maybe. We'll see. Yeah. Okay. We ready to dive in? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. What is that, Matt? What? <laughs> Matt got real serious. I'm just trying to figure out if we're well, done we're, talking about this. This is the serious topic now. <laughs> not to be taken lightly. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's not like super serious, but what are yeah, you doing, Matt? Sorry. <laughs> Matt just took his microphone holder and was like holding it in his mouth. Now he's being weird drinking something. <laughs> this is why we should record these. I was actually going to set up my phone to record us. Today? Yes, today. I thought about it. Too late. I want people to tell us if they want to actually watch us record these. Why don't we tell them? We could tell them, but... Go watch us. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so one of the things that's been on my mind for like a long time I've wanted to record about this topic... Like how long is a long time? Like six a long months. time is like relative. It's been like at least six months, and in... Our podcasting world, that's quite a long time. We record almost once a week, kind of. Yeah, if Steve shows up. <laughs> Y'all were supposed to be doing episodes without me, and I was going to do once a month, remember? I know, but... No, it doesn't work out that way. <laughs> Apparently. People just don't like it as much when you're not here, Steve. The people need you. Because y'all are like, Mainly just hey, can we record this week? Like and I'm like, I just <laughs> recorded. Give me a month. But you said you miss us. <laughs> yeah. So we try to get you over Do here. Do you want to so sit in that chair or not? Don't you like it when I miss you? No. Give me an opportunity to miss you for a month. I don't want you to ever miss me. <laughs> I want you to be here, present in my life, never missing me. Are you reading that board? Starting to. Okay, we'll talk about that later. Okay. Okay, um, so your topic this time, you want okay, to record for six months. I wanted to record it for a while. And it's about the things that I used to say as a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, LDS, Mormon, however you want to identify our religion. Member of the church. Member of the church. That I used to 
tell people or use to explain like how Steve and I made our relationship work or how I felt about LGBTQ individuals in the church and how that has shifted over the years. And I think this is important because I think a lot of people assume that I've always been where I'm at now (laughs) with this topic. And I definitely wasn't, although I was, I would say, liberal in my views, considering I was a member of the church. I still said a lot of things that were very conditioned from my upbringing that um, I cringe at now that I used to say or think that. Like what? So not what. So one that I hear a lot, but that isn't one that I used to say is like the whole love the sinner, hate the sin, mm-hmm. hate the sin, love the sinner. And I have a really hard time with that in regards to anything. I don't think I ever. I don't think I've ever used that. Matt, I think you grew up in a different religion. But, but you've than us. heard it, right? <laughs> I doubt you've ever used it. Either, I've never but. used it. But it's also it's in reference I may to. Have used it. I mean, you, you, you yeah, know, I get anything. it. I got it. Like, yes, we love the person, but we don't like what they're doing, type thing. Right. And I think the reason I felt we really need to talk about this is because our comments on a couple of our reels are just out of control. Like reels from like months ago that people are on our still, Instagram. yes, are still fighting about church and the LGBTQ community, and it is out of control what people say and somebody's defending our church and saying well they're still welcome we just don't believe they can act on it and i like about jumped out of my skin because that i know is so damaging and not okay (laughs) but it is basically what our church outlines you can love music you just can't ever listen to it or write it or play it yeah so So do you block those people can you just block them from our Instagram yeah, but and it there's would like no stop really the fights? Why, why block so, who has time so for that? So eliminate, I, sometimes I will block people when it's getting, like if I notice, I'm not going to go in and. If they start talking about hate speech and stuff, like yeah. then we'll block them. But I mean, if they're. I don't monitor enough to like see everything. Mm-hmm. So every once in a while, I'll be like, this Plus is the ridiculous. algorithm loves it. Yeah. I mean, then it promotes our stuff and the mm-hmm. people who actually need to find us, find us. So there's. What? It's like a love-hate relationship. Isn't that weird? One of the so pilots weird. at work is like, yep, you popped up on my rails again this week. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and it's important okay. because I have women who show up at my retreats and show up in my DMs needing support. And they're like, I was like one of the ladies who's been in my group now for a while. She's like, did I tell you guys how I found you? I'm like, no. She goes, I was sitting on my toilet the day after my husband came out to me and mm. I'm a hot mess and I'm just sitting there numbing as I'm sitting in the bathroom. Oh, like that's you what do. I do on the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> Getting your legs numb. <laughs> How many of us do that? How many of us scroll through rails on the toilet? Matt does? Yes. Yeah, point until my legs are numb. I... No, I don't. <laughs> but sometimes, <laughs> I mean, I will numb. I'll do that like in my bed. I don't but... know that I've ever sat on the toilet long enough for my legs to get numb. Anyway, <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> you should try it. Oh my gosh! How long does it take? A good twenty minutes. Is this regular set or a squatty potty set? Oh my gosh. Regular. <laughs> Regular sit or squatty yeah, I feel like sit. I've sat for more than 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you, it probably doesn't affect you because you have longer legs than I do. Maybe so. That's probably what it is. Oh, my god! You need a shorter toilet. <laughs> we need a shorter toilet, babe. Or a squatty potty. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, let's digress. We missed the point. This is where okay. one of the ladies found me ah. that is in my groups that's coming to the next retreat, like all of these things. 
And I'm like, that's so cool that they and most of them, it's just some random reel that pops up. Mm-hmm. And there we are. And so this is why I try not to get into the comments and just let them be is because the people who really need us find us that way. Even if people are fighting, it keeps the life of the real going. And this is also why I'm totally fine changing subjects completely here. <laughs> totally fine with whatever you choose to put out there that includes me and things I've done. Some people have asked like, you heard him, babe. <laughs> you trust me as kidding. well. Yeah, but I've never. Yeah, I trust you, but also like. He just doesn't trust me. (laughs) (laughs) But you don't put things on Instagram. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I need to. But several people, especially those who are close to me and care about me, are just like, Steve, how are you okay with the things Jessica puts on about you? Like, it makes you sound like a horrible person or whatever. And I'm just like, it's for a good purpose. And if it brings people to get the help that they need, then I'm fine with it. And that's what it does. And And you know, my intention is never to make you sound like a horrible person. And honestly, I don't think you ever do sound like a horrible person. It's just been, I have a very short amount of time. I think she makes you look good. To say, (laughs) (laughs) to say, this is what I experienced. If you've experienced too, I'm here for you. And these are the emotions. Like I have to be honest about, it hurts. It hurts to have a partner come out. Mm -hmm. There's still shit that comes with that. And people get mad at me for calling it betrayal. There's crap. Shut up. I never tell you to shut up. I'm sorry I just said that. That wasn't nice. Feisty tonight, both of (laughs) you. We're all feisty. Anyway, like you have to get, you have to be real about it. And it did hurt. And there are emotions. So it's interesting to me that you bring up the love the sin or hate the sin. Okay. Because just this week I heard someone's comeback to that. Someone said that to someone else. And their response was, you know, I believe something very similar. Love the Christian, hate the Christianity. Oh, oh wow! I'm not going to use that, and I'm not saying that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I it thought puts some it was things in perspective, <laughs> right? Of what we're saying, right? Of someone who doesn't share the views mm-hmm. of the person who feels that they love the sinner, hate the sin. That's how. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I don't. Know. I just thought that. Okay. Ironic timing. I've just thought about that all week because I've heard it. I'm not going to use that. I'm not going to say that. I don't need to. Yeah. I don't want to be disrespectful to. <laughs> Christians, but well, and I hope people aren't saying that to you at this point. Like, I really hope that's not something that comes up. But I know there's people that still think that way. Okay, what's another one? Okay, so one of these. I don't know that I'm ever in a position to. I don't know. I can't think. Last time I heard that, but one of the things I have down is going along just with this is it's okay to be gay, just don't act on it. Mm -hmm. And I did. I mean, I used to carry that belief, and especially when you and I were married, I've seen like, I genuinely thought that you and I, Steve would share our message of like how we made this mixed orientation work and be this poster child because I always knew we'd share this story and I thought really? it would be huh really yes like you did six months after Penny was born I knew this would be what we did with our lives hmm. or at least m- mine I know really? I, I knew I knew we were gonna before. do that I knew it would be like two and a half years ago Hank's facetiming me should I get it no, can we please stay on topic, you guys? I want to FaceTime him. Oh my gosh. I won't. Okay. Our next caller, you're live with you're the Live Podcast. Hi, Hank. Oh. Who's Hank? Oh my gosh. <laughs> anyway, sorry. So, anyways, at that point, I felt like there was options for people who were queer to stay in the church. Of like, oh, but you can make a mixed orientation marriage work and be happy. And now I'm of the mindset that nobody needs to stay in a mixed orientation marriage. If it's genuinely what you want, 
I support you and I love you and I'm here for you to work through that. But also, I think it's rare that people find joy and fulfillment within that relationship. And so therefore, I don't think that this thing is okay. But they could find that. They could, but it is so rare. Yeah, but it, it's still... That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Really? I work with people every day who go through this, though, and I'm like, this doesn't... And they want to stay together. Most of these relationships, they want to stay together. Okay. But it doesn't work. So I don't think that there's... I, it, that pains me when I hear that term. Like, it's okay to be gay, just don't act on it. So that's another one I've had. Okay. Which, you felt that way, didn't you, Steve? Felt like it was. You never felt like it was okay to be gay within the church. Would that be a true statement when you were in the church? The only way it worked for me to be gay and in the church was when I was totally in denial. Yeah. And like hiding this. So that's what I'm saying. Like in your mind, it was just not okay to be gay. Yeah. If you were an active member of the Mm -hmm. church. And I cannot imagine how people who are out and openly gay and trying to find a natural relationship that works for them. I cannot imagine how they stay in the church. I don't know how they do it. Yeah. I know plenty of people who do. I know of them at least. Yeah. And I've had plenty of friends that have stayed at least for a very long time and tried, but yeah, I couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. I gave it six months trying to do both and it was impossible for me. Yeah. So another thing that I used to, cause I, I've had lots of conversations with members over the years at varying points of this journey for me of people asking, well, like, do you think Steve was born this way or whatever? And I'm like, yes, I do. I think people are born queer. And I used to compare it, though, to an addiction. And I now see how damaging that is, too, because it's like I would say, like, well, you know, if this person is born this way, like using Steve as an example, he's born gay. But if he doesn't invite that type of influence into his life, then he can manage it like an addiction. Like it's manageable. It's not just <laughs> this innate part of who you are. So yeah. that's one that I, I hear often as well. And I've heard it in our ward recently compared to an addiction, that being gay is just an addiction. How, I'm trying to think of, this is also long ago. <laughs> I'm trying to think of like people who use that rhetoric and say that being gay is an addiction. How are they claiming that it this addiction got started or usually it's it like caused saying, oh, by it's something because, because now i'm thinking of like an alcoholic like uh, exposure to it you know how people will say but, well what am i supposed to tell my kids or how am i supposed to like filter this in my children's eyes or teach them about this because by introducing them to it it's going to influence them to mm, be gay right it's going to push them that direction so i've had a hard time with that yeah same and and like with you, with like, well, if he hadn't been looking at gay pornography, then it wouldn't be a thing. He would be less gay or something like that. And yet the first porn I ever looked at <laughs> was gay. Yeah. And not by accident. Yeah. It was intentional. You yeah. knew what you wanted. Right. You knew who you were. You think pornography is an addiction? We've talked about this before. Steve and I don't agree on this topic. Okay, uh, cool. I, think I was it- just trying to get into the conversation a little bit. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Not until you, you think laugh. It can be an addiction. What do you think it can be an addiction? I thought we weren't talking about it. We can talk about it. I very much think that pornography? pornography can be an addiction. Oh, for sure. I, I do too. We share that view, but I don't yeah. think I was addicted to porn. Oh, that's what we'd have so different opinions different. on. I don't know that I. I don't know what I think about you and your situation with that anymore. Hmm. 
before I would have said, yes, yeah, you were addicted. But now I just don't know what I think. It was a lot of pornography. But also, as you said, it was like a release for you. Of, it was the one and only yeah, way that I that engaged. Yeah. Yeah. So in that way, I mean. Yeah, taking a hit. Yeah. Huh? Getting a hit of it. Yeah, like an addiction. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> like being gay is just, yeah, it's a solid point. I also it, used to, go ahead. I was just going to say, the reason my views changed on that is because once I came out, porn no longer had this draw to me. It wasn't like a need anymore. I suddenly anymore. was no longer addicted anymore because mm-hmm. I had an actual partner. I was actually gay <laughs> in other ways. <laughs> I didn't have to just, you know, cling to this one outlet for the gay side of myself. I actually had healthy ways of expressing them. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Does that answer your question of how we feel about that? Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Another thing that I used to attribute. Uh, being gay too or you know is some sort of like daddy issues or parental issues and while I think that that does impact people I that's not why people it's not a cause no there's probably a link yeah lots of for some people but I mean like I mean it's yeah I hate speculating on stuff like this but it's there's lots of gays that also have daddy issues yes meaning we don't have great relationships with our dad. We didn't feel super close growing up. Mm-hmm. We didn't have great, like our views of masculinity were a little unhealthy or skewed in some way. There are definitely ties there, I think, but it, I don't ever see it as a cause. But I always wonder if that's like, if being gay is the cause because right. of the internal things you're carrying of my dad's not going to accept me. And like or, you're saying, or masculinity a dad or raising a kid that, that is not the way they expected m- their yeah. son to be mm-hmm. <laughs> and is throwing them curveballs right now. And, and not being able to understand them or connect right. with them. Right. Yeah. I think that that's a lot of what that's, goes into that's that. That's interesting that I hadn't thought about that. That what, what came first, the, the chicken or the egg? <laughs> the gay kid or the daddy mm-hmm. issues? <laughs> Yeah, which led to what? What was, the, what was the cause of what? Wow. Okay, and then the last one I've written down, I know there's more than this, but this, these are the ones I could think of off off the top of my head, was, um, and I still f- hear people say this, and saying, it's okay, it'll be taken care of and fixed in the next life. Like, after you die, you'll be made perfect, and therefore so that inferring no you're going to be made straight. Instead of being queer, you'll be made straight. And... I think that we use this as a comfort thing. We try to like, oh, it'll be okay. And we tell this to lots of people of, you know, if you don't find your partner in this life, it's okay. You'll find a partner in the next life. If you can't have kids in this life, it's okay. You'll have kids in the next life, which it's ways of. I really hope is true. I very much hope those things are true. But in this case, it's changing your whole identity. And I don't want to be straight in the next life. Exactly. If there is a next life. Yeah. I like the way I am. Yeah. And then it also, I mean, this has been said, like, this is a very damaging thing to say, especially to youth, because they're like, well, if I can't be happy now in this life ever, there's no hope, it can lead towards suicidal ideation. So it's a very damaging thing to say. And I don't know. I mean, I'm sure I held this belief for a while. I don't know that I ever, I don't know if I said it. I hope not, but I probably did. Like, it'll be okay in regards to this issue, you know? I don't remember any specific instances, yeah. but it's just something to be aware of. And I think things that most people aren't clued into when you're in the trenches of the church. Do you have thoughts on any of this, Matt? Yeah, I have a lot of thoughts. 
You're just not feeling up to sharing them right now? I don't know. I feel kind of put off right now. Mm. I feel like you're bashing, like almost bashing my church. Mm. I don't know if I feel good about it. Yeah. I feel like a God, my God is a God of hope. I agree. And that's all I'll say. I agree with that. And I I can see where you might feel like I'm bashing our church. I'm. That's not my intention. My intention is to identify the things that we say that right. are, I mean, these are common rhetoric within the church that are painful. Right. And I know that just because I've listened to so many stories and been married to a man that was gay, but like so many stories of LGBTQ individuals and like seeing what we went through and feeling what we went through gives me a totally different view on it. And it's taken me, like I said, years to even process through all of this on my, like to get to where I am now. So w- which of any of these in particular that struck a chord with you, Matt, one way or the other, the things Jessica brought up? Strike a chord in what way? I don't know. Of either something that you agree with strongly or disagree with strongly? I think that, I mean, as human beings, we say things, but we don't really have a true knowledge of like what things are supposed to be like. I mean, we're all going through things. We've all had hard times. Mm-hmm. Like, and... Like for me is like, I just try to cling to the hope and I don't know. Well, and I think Matt, one of the things you're saying is I know that you sometimes say, well, people are quick to be offended. Or oh, for like, sure. Yeah. And people say things without realizing what they're saying or doing or the harm that's inflicted. And I 100% agree with that. Like some people just don't, I don't know, they haven't been exposed to certain things or they haven't. They haven't had the opportunity to hear stories or to listen to or learn from other people. But I think also we need to be aware of some of the things we're saying. Um, and I think plenty of people have said these things, Jessica, that you mentioned. Like you said, things you used to say mm-hmm. that you don't agree with now. I don't think you ever said them with the intent to, infe- to offend. No. Right. I, it was with that intent to have hope. Or to whatever. And, and and to explain something that was utterly confusing and seemed inexplicable. Yeah. Within the realms of our religion, especially. I mean, you like, said, I just like, couldn't wrap my head around it. Like you mentioned on that last one there of like using it as a way to offer comfort is how it's intended mm-hmm. of like comforting of like, it's going to be okay. This thing that seems devastating and inexplicable. This is how I'm choosing to explain it right now or. Yeah trying to they're finding comfort in the fact that this thing that i'm facing is yeah too big (laughs) and i think matt so much of who you are and the way you approach people and life and different circumstances like you just want to love people absolutely exactly where they're at and so i think sometimes which this is not a bad thing like it's harder for you to see these things that happen within the church oh i see them yeah but like Yeah. But I'm not going to dive deep into trying to figure out like, okay, how could I have said this differently to make sure that everybody involved is okay with what I'm just trying to say? I think you do do that on some level. Sure. I do. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. How do I say this? I want to be very, very careful of pointing fingers. Yeah. And I think we need to be very careful of that. Yeah. Well, and I think part of what I'm just trying to say is 
these were the things I used to say and carry. And I still hear in the rhetoric, but I think it's getting less and less so. But I just think like, I want people to know that you evolve and change and it's okay to make mistakes along the way. That doesn't determine. That's life. Yeah. It doesn't like, it doesn't negate who you are or the way you're trying to love or anything. It's just a process. Were you going to say something? I was just saying, and you know, I'm not, gonna be hung up on something that was said a long time ago with without ill intention like it was mm-hmm. not said in a way intended to be hurtful so or damaging even if it was it i'm not gonna get hung up on that so and one of the things i think though too within this room with the three of us is we none of us try to get hung up on those things like we all know things are said and that's not really what people are intending and i don't know that that's always the norm in fact, I, I doubt that it is. I think a lot of people take things personally and get offended easily. Like you say, Matt, like it's just if we could just not be offended and try to see the good in what they were saying, it could go a long ways as well. For sure. Yeah. But kudos to you, Steve, <laughs> for being open to that. And I think kudos to everybody who's just trying to remember, okay, we're all just doing the best we can. And maybe having a conversation of, hey, this this was this hurt. And this is why. But not like embarrassing somebody or saying it in front of, you know, what I'm saying. And and I can think of now things that were said years ago, not by you but or, or either of you, but by other people that I do still kind of mm-hmm. have hung on to that do still hurt. And they just kind of like echo through my head sometimes in certain scenarios. And what yeah. is that? But it's it's from people who who have not evolved and who it appears to me still feel and think and judge the same way as they did when they said something a decade ago that was hurtful. Do you think that's like a way, is it when you're with them that you hear those same things? When I'm with them or thinking about them, something that triggers it, that just brings up those same thoughts Mm -hmm. or those same words. But, and I'm just trying to think through the difference here of why. Is that like a safety thing of your body and mind reminding you this person's not safe? Maybe. This person's like said something or done the, something. To me, the difference I'm is. I'm not safe with them. Okay. And that must be the difference there. You're probably right there now that you're pointing that out. That Somebody who's made a difference, who's made an effort something, to evolve or correct the things they've done that are hurtful. Right. Because something, something you have said that, I'm not thinking of anything specific here, but Jessica, something that you would have said that was hurtful isn't going to have, isn't going to ring through my head now because... You're right. You, it's clear to me that you're a safe person. But someone who said something hurtful that still is not a safe person, like, yeah, maybe that's maybe that's the difference there of why it still kind of comes up when I'm with them or in a scenario that is triggering about that. I don't know. And I think that's partially why I want to discuss this, Matt, is just because I want to create as safe a place as possible for people who do want to stay within the church who are queer, like. And by having these conversations and identifying some things, like it just gets us thinking about it differently so that it provides a safer space for them. Even though we're not going to do it perfect, but at least we're showing we're trying. Yeah. I don't know. Those are just my, these are some of the things that have been my thoughts. I knew it would be hard to talk about. And it's hard for me to even like admit I've said some of them. And it's hard for me to speak up because I know that there's a lot of people who then take that personally as an attack on the church. So... So, Matt, um, like the things Jessica said, are yeah. there, it's just interesting to me that those made you feel a little put off 
because you're you're someone that is a safe person for me. Yeah. I have never heard you say, I mean, I can't think of anything that you've said that I felt was hurtful or backhanded or yeah. yeah. You're a safe person for me. So it's interesting to hear that Jessica bringing up these things. It's not necessarily nothing, not things that, nothing in here like what Jessica said. Like I agree with this. Like I mm-hmm. agree that you can't generalize something those were very, very generalized, like quotes or yeah. words. Mm-hmm. It's, I don't know. I always go back to like my team atmosphere at work, right? Mm-hmm. If I start criticizing somebody on my team or for saying something in the wrong way, like that just brings the morale down. And I want to always keep morale up mm-hmm. if that makes sense mm-hmm. yeah and and so, i think that like within any community like we are our worst critics mm-hmm. like we can criticize in the boise community right first thing we're going to do is we're going to complain about the mayor we're going to complain about <laughs> the governor we're going to complain about like we are our worst critics but how can we flip it and buoy each other up yeah. rather than like get stuck on these loose ended statements that don't really do anybody's service. So how would you handle it if on your team someone is criticizing another member of your team for saying things that are hurtful to a member of your team? Because you're in an interesting spot. That you're, right. you're you're on both teams. <laughs> right. And I was just gonna say you're, this you're a member of the church, but you have people like me in your life. Right. And we're close, you know. I was going to say this a little bit different because I think this is what you're getting at too, Steve, is I just want to see if I'm thinking the same thing as you. Like if somebody said something offensive at work, mm-hmm. is that something you would call, like you would pull them aside to talk to him about? Me personally? Yeah. It depends what it, what it is. Or like HR. Yeah. But if something was said that was offensive and it was made known, would you, that's something you would want to have a discussion about? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That's all we're trying to talk about. Right. Yeah. Or, and kind of along those same lines, if you said something that someone else found offensive, you would want to know, wouldn't you? Right. Of like, you know, you're right. I didn't realize that was offensive. I didn't mean it to be hurtful. For sure. I was trying to be loving and hopeful and accepting, but I can see how that comes across as offensive to certain members of our team. I I will say this. I feel as though, because a lot is said with tone and inflection. Mm Mm-hmm. I would say that Jessica's tone and inflection of her voice was more very, very critical of the church in general. Does that make sense? Sure. And so that's where I was starting to get a little like, wait a second. Like, I don't want to take this lightly because I can tell that the tone is light. Hmm. Does that make sense? Well, For guys- example, if, if, if I was in a meeting with all of the leadership team Mm -hmm. and we're talking lightly about another individual like i would nip that in the butt real real fast does that make sense okay well you guys have different views on i mean you guys have different different relationships with the church each of you do right oh yeah and i definitely do (laughs) the three of us have different relationships with the mormon church yeah and different levels of what's appropriate and what's loyalty and what's respect. 
I also want to mention that this whole conversation was started very lightly and was interrupted by a lot of jevity. Like, is jevity the word I want? I don't know. I don't know. But like laughter and side conversations as I started this conversation. So that was part of me reading the room. I don't take this lightly. If that, I don't know if that like changes it or not. But yes, I do have issues with how things are addressed in the church because I see the pain and I know the pain that it's caused me personally. And so like I I very much know that there are things that I hope will shift and also that I've seen shift in me and I'm grateful they've shifted in me because I see how it's been painful to people that I love. So I don't know. And you're passionate about it. Yeah. But there are things I absolutely love about the church as well. So it's like a weird mix of emotions that I'm still figuring out and processing. You are in an interesting place with the church, it seems, from my perspective. Yeah. But I, 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 I like seeing how you balance it. Mm-hmm. And the three of us are going to have different views on things. <laughs> not, not the first time in an episode that we see things differently. Nope. I'm sure it won't be the last. Nope. So, well. Okay. And I'm not saying I didn't see any of this differently. I know, I know. I know you didn't. I just know what you're, I think you're just saying like the respect for the church. You want that to be there still. Let's just respect everybody. Yeah. And that's all we're. Like we've all done wrong. Oh, 100%. That's what I'm. And how can we do better? It's what I'm owning in this conversation. Right. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's the intent here. I mean. 100%. Is someone listening to this episode could learn. Absolutely. Could learn things that, ways that they can make sure they're not saying something hurtful to someone they love unintentionally. Right. Yeah. And that's my whole intent. Intent. Intention. <laughs> oh, man. Now Both the words work. are just going. Thanks, babe. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, yeah. I And calling myself out, these are things that I know other people carry. So I think I may have generalized that too much. I should have made that more just like these are the things I have said and done instead of generalizing that to the church maybe. But these are things I've said, but I have heard them repeated elsewhere. Like there are things that I've had to unpack because that's how I heard it and internalized it. And now I have to figure out how do I really feel about this? Is this really what I wanted to believe? And for these things specifically, it isn't. It doesn't sit right for me. And so I think just being aware of that. So yeah. Okay. Okay. Apparently we need to get Steve a chair that rocks and (laughs) reclines. At the same time. At the same time. (laughs) I prefer it in 70s green. Does that green have a name? (laughs) Avocado green. Avocado green. It's avocado green. Yes. (laughs) Everything in the 70s was avocado green. Yes. We have to dress up in 70s clothing this weekend, Matt. I know. What y'all doing this weekend? (laughs) Going to a party. (laughs) 70s theme. (coughs) I'm getting sick. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like fun to me. <laughs> I told him I could take you instead if he didn't want I've to go. got an amazing 70s get up. Oh gosh. Yeah. <laughs> wig and everything. Have we talked about my 70s wig? No. I don't think so. It's from Grandma Blanche. Oh my gosh, are you serious? Yep, after she passed and there was a bunch of her stuff left that was uh we were going through. One of them was a wig. And when I put it on, it made me look like ABBA from the 70s. What does this nice. wig look like? Wig look like. You've probably seen me and I wear it for any Anything 70s. I don't know what don't you would have seen, seen me in anything in a... 70s. But... I've seen it. You You've have? Seen it. Yeah. What color is it? It's like reddish brown. Yeah. Is it long? 
No, no it's, it's very like, short. Yeah. Oh. That's hilarious. I'll find a picture for you. Okay, send it over. It's worth seeing. Maybe I need to wear it this I'll, weekend. I'll loan it to you. Because <laughs> I am having a crisis Should have loaned about... it to you a couple months ago. And you just well, you and have Steve hair. have the same hair again. Yeah, so that's do. cool. <laughs> I've been trying to decide how to do my hair for this party. I have no idea. Yeah, I curled my hair today. So Steve and I have the same hair. His uh, hair is less curly today. My curl's natural. Well, I just got out of your pool. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, guys, hope you have a fabulous week and we will see you next time. Before you go, I wanted to share one more thing with you, just a parting thought. As we wrap up this episode that kind of went a different direction than I thought it was going to, but I think this is powerful that you get to have your own thoughts and opinions. You get to show up in a way that feels right for you. You get to have your own beliefs. You get to show up in your religion in the way that feels right for you. You get to leave your religion if that feels right to you. Like you get to do it your own way. And that doesn't mean that you can't still have strong, connected relationships with the people you love and care about. It's very obvious in this episode that Steve and I and Matt have different opinions and things hit differently and different conversations come up that we think are going to be safe conversations to have. And sometimes they're hard, but it's okay to have them and to get on the same page or at least not on the same page, but at least to have an understanding of where the other people are coming from. So this is just your reminder that you get to have your own beliefs. You get to evolve in a way that feels right for you and good for you. You get to sit in places that feel good to you. It does not matter. This is your journey. And we want to encourage you to show up in a way that feels right for you. If today you are like, man, I could use some extra support, please don't hesitate to reach out and get on a call with me. I have a link in the show notes where you can get on a call and I would love to support you in any way that I can. You get a call for free for this first time. So if you are like, hey, I need some support, please, please don't hesitate to reach out or go pick up the workbook that we talked about last week, the Trust Your Gut Workbook that helps you trust your gut as you are navigating and moving forward in anything hard. I know it says after betrayal, but honestly, it could be as you are navigating your religion, as your your religious beliefs shift and change and morph and those types of things of understanding what feels right for you. I am sending you all of the love, my friend. I hope that you are doing awesome. All of the links and things that you need are in the show notes. If you have a question or a comment for us or something you'd like us to chat about on the podcast, please, please go leave it in the link in the show notes. And anything else, just email jessica at theboldlogic.com. Have a fabulous week. Take care of yourself and do what feels right for you. <laughs>